So what, uh, what, what you been up to today? Sweltering in the heat. 101. Yeah. I can sympathize right now. It is 34 degrees out here. That sounds so delicious. It's crisp. You go out there and like, mm, that's crisp. It's nice. You can see I'm wearing my kicking it old school Super Mario shirt with the sleeves cut off. I also have a pair of shorts on. And I was just walking around outside barefoot in 34 degrees like this. Oh, why? Because yeah. well, I had to take the dogs out. Oh. Mm. So you must have like heat in your house. I don't have it on right now. Wow. That's, you northerners. Well, winter is coming, Kate. The north remembers. This is going to be a hard winter. Holy shit. A little bit I of light, light at the end of the tunnel. Is there, though? Could, could be. It could be. I've been trying to interrupt people more since that's the way we're going to behave now. Just to, oh, to well. let you know. I got a whole list of things I'm going to interrupt you with. Okay. Right. That sounds like fun. I want to talk about... I'm going to talk about some kind of dark things myself. We can play a little game. So we might need an actual... Um, or maybe after you do your um, not safe for work speech, I will add like, really this time, you, you got to be prepared. Okay. Uh, go to some dark places. All right. Well, let's let's get I right. I just interrupted you with that. Ha! I'm picking up a theme. Uh, and, all right guitar music hello listener happy october and welcome to your new 33rd favorite podcast right behind soup for my family it's destroy the files with kate and brent this is a podcast we should maybe just delete the files up right after we record them and we're the only limit is your imagination kate hi i'm kate writer editor person with reasonably good manners and i'm brent story writer, beer enjoyer, candy corn lobbyist. If you were at work, a child, a child at work, a tax evader, a nun with a hangover, my wife's new friend Antonio, or my own dear sweet mother, it is not recommended that you listen to this highly entertaining and informative podcast. But seriously though, this week we might go in a little bit of a darker area. So if you're, um, I don't know, a snowflake and you can't handle crime and horror, you should maybe um, come back next time. Yeah, I'm going to talk about people dying. Mm, me too. Yeah. Get through our first sponsor, and then, then we can get right into it. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's go. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Destroy the Files, a podcast you can trust. Have you ever wanted to listen to a podcast? No? Well, us neither. It seems like some people do, though, and they are big spenders, dog. Like, give out full-size candy bars on Halloween kind of spenders, and they want to buy your product. So you should probably advertise your stuff on Destroy the Files. Don't forget to check out our sister podcast, The Overpositor Zone with Brent and Dirty Steve. That's Destroy the Files, a podcast you can trust. Welcome, yeah. new sponsor. Welcome. I, I wasn't aware of that other podcast. Oh, I didn't think you were very interested. No, me and me okay. and Dirty Steve's new endeavor. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Well, I, I mean, is it a video podcast? Are there demonstrations? Because uh, 
I don't know. Yeah, you, you, you're asking a lot of questions for something you don't want to know about, Kate. I, mean, I can get into graphic detail if you really want to. That's See, ovipositors are. No, no, no. All right. Okay, well, loud and clear. Um, my, my first thing that I want to talk about before we really get into the. That time that you stole those food stamps? No, I wasn't going to bring that up. Um, there's but you a. You stole those food stamps. Well, I just mostly just want to. Fake news. Um, it was fake news. Yeah, it still is. I just want to tell the people of America my plan for getting them back on track. And that involves watching a video of a kid on a scooter getting pecked by a bird and sobbing and screaming as they try to escape from this bird that's just. It's it's like your kid who cheats at go fish. Well, you know, pets. people have told me. We, my cheats. son, my son has had some problems oh, with cheating at go fish in the past, but I'm looking to the future with with my son. Fake um, news, fake news. That other kid. <laughs> but seriously, listener. If you haven't watched the video of the kid getting pecked by the bird, sobbing and screaming as they try to escape on the scooter, you need to do yourself a favor and sit down and watch that a few, you know, 10, 12 times in a row because that's what I did. It really brightens the day. You know, have you seen this one, Kate? I have not. Oh. Well, but I bet you're going to send me a link in no time. I could send it right now and edit out the part where. Um, yeah, we probably shouldn't watch videos. Because <laughs> there's nothing better than that. For yeah, but I, I'll edit out like the, the four minutes, you know, and then we get right back to the, all right, all right. So that's that's just something I wanted to get off my chest before we really got rolling. Because that's a very short item. All right, great recommendation. <laughs> oh, do you have to type all those words into search? Um, I think kid, bird, and scooter is really all you need. And I believe it happened. In, I want to say it happened in Australia, but I could be wrong. And whoever's taping it is just kind of like, you know, get the camera phone out and there's just, they try to kind of intervene a little bit. And they're like, hey, if you, and the kid's just like gone because it's got this long downhill. And it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, small pleasures. It, well, that, that, uh, the kid might have um, some sort of trauma now. They're going to be going to therapy the rest of their life. Boy, I, I hope things are all right for the, for the child there. I'd, I'd send a few bucks just for the joy that they brought. You know, do a little Kickstarter to get them some therapy. <laughs> There's nothing better than children in distress. It always brings a chuckle to my face. If there would have been like a wipeout and then, then the bird lands on them and starts pecking, you know, even better. But it's just this, this screaming, moving attack, screaming, moving bird attack, flying down a hill. So did we get any, um, any listener mail this, this, this time around? Mail sack. Yeah, we got a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I probably shouldn't, shouldn't yell mail sack like five minutes after I told my wife, you get to bed and you go to sleep. You don't be listening to our podcast. But yeah, um, got a little couple of messages here. Uh, old Anders in Australia 
submits. One interesting thing I heard on yesterday's Business Blaze, it's a YouTube channel, was that Mother Teresa was a bit dodgy. <laughs> Tell me about it, Anders. Oh, dirty bitch. Um, she and her nuns used to secretly convert people of other religions as they were dying. The millions of dollars she received was never traced. One of her nuns said after her death, Jesus is our banker, so we don't need to worry. She also said that the suffering of her patients brought them closer to Jesus with his holy suffering. Yet she got her treatments as a, at world-class clinics in the U.S. It's random, but I thought it was interesting. And I think it's interesting too, Anders. It's... You have to be a little leery of anyone who is known as like, if you think of a nun and you think of one person's name, there's not something right about that. Like if you think of a clown and there's one person that you think of who's the clown, mm. they have some sort of personality thing where they put themselves forward and trample other people and they do mm. all it takes to, to be world famous. You got to be like a big personality, right? Yeah. And for her to, to do some of the monstrous things that she did, a tiny woman. And you know what? Nobody has, and I'm not saying we should, but nobody has gone and dug her up and, and just like uh, made her into like a little, little puppet, little, little corpse puppet and like made her dance around and, I'm not saying that should be done, Kate. And I don't want... I, I've never done that with anyone. Although, um, I can think of a couple of people it would not be a bad idea for. Yeah, same. And then Joshua Rainbird says, quick question for tonight. How will Father Christmas deliver my presents to the stocking at the end of my bed when he is required by law to maintain a so social distance of two meters at all times? And will he be wearing a mask because they're scary? How many feet in a meter again? Uh, it's eleven. So hang your sock on the on the mantle like you're supposed to. Don't screw around. Put it well, on your bed. I, by the fireplace. Have you never read a children's book? Do you remember on on Charlie and Chocolate Factory when there was there's all the the old people in the bed in there all together? Well. I, I picture that that's how every everybody in England is. They're just like all tucked in their bed. And they got the long the long sleep cap that goes like all the way down to the floor. Never really understood those, but I guess I guess well, they do because they they all wear them. Damn. Mm. Yeah. Like all year round. I was looking at some people um, who are on the beach in I don't know where it was Brighton maybe. It was 70 degrees and people were in water hmm. because that is summer there. <laughs> was it a nice sandy beach? It was a little rocky. I think. A little rocky, huh? Mm -hmm. To get to the, the, the question though, now Santa, uh, as I know him, this Father Christmas stuff, that's, that's like a European thing or something. I don't know, Kate. Fancy over there. Yeah. Sipping their white claws with their pinkies up. Now, Santa, to, to get around Father Christmas, what he is my hypothesis that he has to have some sort of time belt so that he can operate outside. Because, I mean, if you just look at it, like, like I live in a town of 4,000 oh, people. I kind of have to, to stop you right here. Are, should we be talking about Christmas in October? Mm, that's a very good point. I'm going to allow that interruption. Joshua Rainbird 
has another question for us, Kate. Question two, and how will all of you lot celebrate Halloween? Will trick-or-treat still happen? Because I can't see it happening here in the UK. They banned it here. Yeah. And then they unbanned it because everybody screamed at the, um, at the, at, at the government. Mm. But nobody's doing that. Nobody's come to my house in years. What I'm seeing a lot is people seem like they're excited to get a long PVC pipe and they're going to drop candy down it to the kid at the bottom of the pipe. So they're going to be like upstairs and, and let it slide down. But another thing, I mean, you got to remember, this is, this is the United States of goddamn America. Even better. You know, they got those, those beanbag guns, like the shotgun that fires beanbags. Or t-shirts. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I am developing a shotgun that fires Reese's peanut butter cups. Uh, yeah. You don't want to be inside. Right now. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, you can use it for riot control or for trick or treaters either way. And if you, if you put like some, some Reese's pieces in there, God, some Skittles kill somebody. But we're. Can't buy Skittles. I think I'd yeah. be okay with that. For ways to go, that would be one of the sweeter ones. Oh, you. So that's what we got going on over here, Joshua. And I'll have to get into Santa and his time belt at a later date, around December, January. If you, dear listener, are an expert on any topic we've discussed in this episode or any other, by all means, let us know what we got wrong, what we missed, how awesome we are, or if you have any additional questions, either related or unrelated because we'll totally answer that shit maybe not in a serious way that will satisfy uh the, the question that you asked uh, answers are not guaranteed to be right no but we will answer the hell out of them yes, or, or start to and then one of us says like no you can't answer that right now because it's time of year right there's never any guarantee and lastly samantha writes hey guys what are these ovipositors you're always talking about? Enough. Can you... No, no, no. Uh, I'll, no. I'll, I'll no. have to message you back um, no. when we're not recording, Samantha. I'll, I'll just, I'll just email you a couple links. So yeah, that's that's the mail sack for this week. It's a good one. What you drinking tonight? Some rum. I am drinking some rum with um, cucumber soda. It's quite delicious. Oh, that sounds like like a French drink or something. It's like fancy. You know? It's what was in the fridge. Nice. I guess that's how, how the French do it too. It's just Yeah. Whatever they can scavenge. So what's 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 on your mind? Well, I've been thinking about I don't know, um this week we had um quite a well see every grandmother in the country has called the performance of her president a, a shit show mm. so did you watch that i went for the highlights yeah it's probably for the best because it was i know we're not really supposed to talk about politics here on uh, destroy the files but this was such an exceptional thing that while watching it i couldn't help thinking about this game that I'd like to play. And this is called, Who is Worse? Mr. Trump or 
so I'm going to read you a little description, or um, we can discuss, and then uh, and then we can we can vote who's worse. So first up, we have Mark Dutro. Mark is a, um, a Belgian murderer, rapist, and pedophile. So any one of these things would qualify him as a first-rate piece of shit. This guy is up for parole in 2021. So, okay, Belgium, uh, let's not let him out because um, he is not a good guy. His crimes were really just awful. He, he would kidnap girls and keep them at his, in his basement in a dungeon for a while. Sometimes he would kill them. So um, this is where the not safe for work part comes in. And mm. That's not, I mean, those things are truly horrible and, and disgusting and disturbing. The worst thing that, that makes him stand out from all the other assholes of this uh, caliber is that he kidnapped two eight-year-olds and uh, kept them in his basement dungeon for four months. And then he got arrested for burgling and got taken to jail. And he didn't tell anyone that the girls were in his dungeon for months. He says he did, but he was a liar. So these children, this is just not that upbeat, sorry. So he didn't tell anyone. He says he told his, his wife or his girlfriend and she just didn't go down there, but he's lying because he's a lying liar. I think that is just the most gruesome thing to ever do ever. Mark Dutroux versus uh, Mr. Trump, who has uh, caused the death of uh, probably 100,000 people and possibly put many, many children in cages. He did feed them, though. So what do you think? Who's worse on this one? Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. I think, I think you got to let, let the two of them decide. So what you do is you tie them together at the arms, right? And then, right. then you tie their legs each to, to like a truck, something. And then the trucks go in opposite directions. And, and whoever and the, breaks first is the winner. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Next up, we have Delphine Lalari. Are you familiar with her? No, I'm not. So in 1830s New Orleans, uh, when ragtime music and the antics of Marie Laveau were all the rage, Dr. Lalari and his wife Delphine entertained in New Orleans society. They were big shots. And they had a big fancy house. Like many people in this time, they owned slaves. But word got around that strange things were happening in the household. When a fire broke out during a party, firemen found two men chained to the stove. And they had set the fire so that the authorities would come into the house and see what was going on. So after they put out the fire, they went up into the attic. They found people strung up and mutilated, people with their bones broken and reset into inhuman shapes. Miss Delphine had attempted crude sex change operations. Uh, she'd sewn lips shut 
gouged out eyes, nailed people to the floor. There were buckets of uh, body parts and gore all around, and the whole place stunk. It was a big mess. You would think I was going to say it probably stunk. Has stink down into their party, but no, I guess not. But she managed to escape and showed up in Paris society years later. Turns out she was finally killed in a boar hunting accident. Good for that. I hope it hurt. So, but they gave that boar some kind of a medal, right? She was just atrocious and horrible. So, who's worse, Mr. Trump or um, Madame Delphine? Hmm. My vote, I'm gonna have to go with um, Delphine on this one. Like, he's an asshole, but I I don't think he's gonna like reset people's bones. Just you know, my yeah, and you know, the being a a dumb and lazy asshole is, is is just deluded plugging your ears and going la 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 is is a little different from hey bring me some more slaves because i got an idea but again you know we could we could let the two of them decide and so what we could do is is if if she were still alive maybe we could we could get them in a, in a room that's that's slowly going shut and like they're like face to face and then they go squish and whichever one squishes the other one and you know, one pops and one doesn't then, all right so next up we have Caligula. So when Caligula began his reign as emperor of Rome, I forget the year, it was a while back. When, um, 78, Rome, I think it was 1978. So things were going pretty well at first. He, uh, he handed out bonuses to everyone and put on uh, lavish gladiator battles, which I've seen the movie, those are pretty cool. But then the emperor went to his head because, you know, right? Mm. I think it would happen to me if I were emperor. I'd completely start uh, getting too big for my boots. Just insisting that everybody party harder for your amusement. Yeah. First thing he did was he killed everyone who was close to him because you just can't trust people. They're, they're going to put some poison in your food. They're going to talk about you when you're not around. So he killed them all. And he even banished his wife and uh, caused her father to commit suicide. Like, do you think he just whispered like to him? You got to kill yourself. Like, how do you make someone do it? <laughs> well, you, you say like, hey, you know, old father-in-law, it's me. Caligula, your son-in-law. And you know I have deep respect for you, but you can do it or I can do it. And if I have to go to the trouble, you're going to be very sorry. And um, guys, get in here quick. And then, then the guys come running. And he's like, ah, he's scrambling for his you know, spear or whatever, his harpoon gun. However the Romans did it. Yeah, sews himself up in a sack with a, with a monkey and a viper and a dog, and he jumps in the river. And I think that was uh, Rasputin, right? No. No. I mean, they definitely threw Rasputin in the river. Oh. I don't think they sewed him in the thing. Anyway, continue. So Caligula um, never could resist a pretty woman, a woman, you know, 
because they're pretty. That included his own sisters and some kind of attractive men who had like longish hair. He, mm. you know, he thought they were cool too. But whenever he wanted, he ordered them into his bed. And, you know, he's emperor, you can't say no. He was a really big talker and he used to like to throw a nice party or a feast or um, Christmas get together and he would just uh talk up all his uh his sexual escapades right in front of the people and their husband and grandma and <laughs> he was a little jerk about it so this fella caligula was prematurely bald and he was really really sensitive about it so he made it a law he, it was a crime to be on a balcony and look down at him at his bald spot like off to your head. It's good, right? I I think there uh, there should be more laws like that now. <laughs> I guess we'll have to agree to disagree on that. Yeah, you because I love get, I love getting up on a balcony and looking down at people's bald spots. So only thing in my life that gives me any joy. He also believed that he was a god. There have been uh, stories of him wandering around his palace and ordering. You know, late at night, it's three in the morning. I think there was some alcohol involved, but, um, you know, you never know. But he would order the sun to come up and uh, get all mad if it didn't, because uh, <laughs> it's a god. So uh, the Romans hated Caligula, hated him. But, you know, for so many reasons, probably those parties didn't have any, you know. They also hated that he spent a lot of money and he made Rome look stupid. But Caligula didn't care. Uh, once he got an army together and marched them north to Britain, and once they got there, he told the soldiers, gather seashells, and uh, that was it. They had to march all the, like, that's far. Rome, you're walking to, uh, <laughs> to Britain? That's like a couple of months, like six maybe. I can't even guess, but, you know. Other of the Romans thought this was pretty stupid. Caligula did it. Another time, an astrologer predicted that Caligula had no more chance of becoming emperor than of riding a horse across the Gulf of, I'm going to mispronounce this probably, Bayi. Bayi. It's a gulf, like a body of water. Mm -hmm. Caligula heard this from the astrologer. He rounded up all the boats he could find, like, Boats from everywhere sailed them all into this bay. There were so many of them that people that screwed up trading and it closed down all sorts of business for months and months and months because there were so many ships. But he put planks between them all and then dressed up in a really fancy outfit and rode his horse across uh, all the, the planks. <laughs> So that astrologer, don't even uh, don't even mess with me, astrologer. That was Caligula. And then after four years as emperor, a member of the Praetorian Guard, who Caligula relentlessly mocked for his high effeminate voice, stuck a dagger in his chest. Turns out the first stab killed him. But the guard stuck it in 29 more times just uh, to make sure. Huh. And uh, nobody tried to stop him. And the, the Senate, in fact, cheered 
Um, counting 16 17 so who's worse uh, mr trump or uh caligula i'll go with caligula you think yeah probably and well, i hope the senate cheers for, for mr trump yeah i'm sure they will yeah because you know the senate loves him i'm sure they do yeah i can like it right now as soon as he's gone, it's going to be like, uh, well, I, you know, that was never heard of it. That wasn't our guy, you know. Don't mind me. <laughs> hey, if you need a refill, you get a refill. I did. You hear that? I'm doing it right by the microphone. Uh huh. So, what's been on your mind, Brent? Oh, the usual people dying. Oh, but before we get to that, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Conspiracy Hens. Let's face it, your life is sorely lacking insights from the most paranoid, privileged, and gullible members of our population. Do masks give you COVID? Are moist, washable wipes turning everyone into gay devil worshippers? Has Slenderman teamed up with Momo to trick kids into human trafficking themselves while eating all their parents' prescriptions? The Conspiracy Hens scour social media day in and day out, so they can make you just as terrified of life as they are. Join the conspiracy hens today. Before e-cigs delete the internet, they are... Uh, hens? Yeah, they're, they're really up-and-comers, I think, those conspiracy hens. They're, they're here to stay. Yeah. So, I got looking at unusual deaths in history. Oh. And I'm sure that there are plenty of far, far stranger deaths that happened to nobodies that didn't make, you know, make it onto this, this, uh, page here. But I mean, these are probably, these are like all like kings and public figures and stuff. So a number of famous people have died on the toilet. Mm. Oh, we got one of those. Oh, so Draco of Athens died in 620 BC. He was. An Athenian lawmaker was reportedly smothered to death by gifts of cloaks and hats showered upon him by appreciative citizens at a theater, theater on Aegina. Yeah, so they're like, oh, we love you, Draco. Hats and cloaks and stuff. And he's just like, too many. But it was all muffled. They couldn't hear him. And they kept throwing and it starts to get like real aggressive. And Imagine that day. Yeah. <laughs> You're having a nice afternoon. There's there's the theater going, and then and then it just goes sideways when you're buried and getting smothered. And dropsy edema, also known as fluid retention or swelling, is relevant to this one. Heraclitus of Ephesus and 475 BC, according to one account given by Diogenes, the Greek philosopher Heraclitus was said to have been devoured by dogs after smearing himself with cow manure in an attempt to cure his dropsy. Dogs? They ate him because he was covered in... Um, cow manure? According to that... My dog would go for, like, peanut butter. <laughs> I guess they didn't have a lot of peanut butter back there and or whatever. Qin Shi Huang, the first emperor of China, whose artifacts and treasures include the terracotta army, died after ingesting several pills of mercury in the belief that it would grant him eternal life. We don't and, know that it didn't. Uh, I have a that feeling. That so. chip could have come down and taken him away. 
Chrysippus of Soli in 206 BC. Uh, one ancient account of the death of Crispus, a 3rd century BC Greek Stoic philosopher, tells that he died of laughter after he saw a donkey eating his figs. He told this, a slave to give the donkey some wine to drink to wash them down with, and then, having laughed too much, he died. Have you ever laughed that hard? That you were... That I died? Life? No. Um, yeah, twice. Close? Portia Catonis in 42 BC, the daughter of Marcus Porcius, Cato, what it doesn't matter. According to ancient historians, Portia Catonis killed herself by swallowing hot coals. Oh, wow. modern, modern historians find this tale implausible. Claudius Drusus in 20 AD, uh, the eldest son of the future Roman Emperor Claudius, he died while playing, having tossed a pear high in the air when it came back, he caught it in his mouth and he choked on it and he died of asphyxia. I can see that. According to an ancient tradition, Simon the Zealot, an apostle of Jesus, was sawn in half in Persia. According to tradition, it's like a traditional saw the Christian in half, I guess. But we didn't bring that back. So he there's a drawing of him being sawn in half and it's not like sideways. It's like he's upside down and they're going down through sawing down through the butt and they're gonna go out the head. Oh Saint so Lawrence, the deacon know that was a magic trick though, right? <laughs> you gotta tell people when they're magic tricks. Is is your is that son of Ratzilla fighting your dog? Oh, oh. Um, excuse me a second. I'm gonna send them away. Oh no, that's quite all right. Do we need to go over the last one again? Saint Lawrence, the deacon. Uh, Saint Lawrence was roasted alive on a giant grill during the persecution of Valerian. Prudentius tells that he joked with his tormentors, turn me over, I'm done on this side. He is now the patron saint of cooks, chefs, and comedians. He was such a good sport. <laughs> Just a few more, because uh, this goes on and on, but Edmund Ironside, king of England in 1016, was allegedly stabbed whilst on a toilet by an assassin hiding underneath. Oh, no. Oh, that yeah. gotta come as a surprise. Ow, my ass! What? What the fuck? Ow! I'm bleeding to death out of my ass. Uh, we shouldn't laugh at other people's misfortune. We should not. Crown Prince Philip of France died while riding through Paris when his horse tripped over a black pig that came running out of a dung heap. Those darn black pigs. So, um... Those details seem very specific. Couldn't any kind of pig coming from anywhere have, uh, <laughs> have caused the horse? Well, if it was a black pig, they could maybe blame it on witches. I don't know. Oh. Henry I of England, while visiting relatives, Henry supposedly ate too many lampreys against his physician's advice, causing a pain in his gut and ultimately his death. What is a lamprey? It's like a an eel, eel? Like, sort of like an eel. Do you eat those? I, I, I don't think so. Have you ever had a meal? I guess maybe they did back then, but I've, I've never heard of They're pretty oh, gross. Like, suck on you. I don't know. Maybe they're delicious if you're willing to die for it. I mean, you'd like batter them and deep fry them, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll try it. 
John of Bohemia died in 1346 after being blind for 10 years, died in the Battle of Creasy when, at his command, his companions tied their horses' reins to his own and charged. He was slaughtered in the ensuing fight. Yeah, don't don't be a, a soldier if you're blind. Advised. Bad choice of career. Can't make you look like an asshole to do something like that. I'm blind and I want to fight in this battle, so just get me out there. And... I'm never going to hit anybody. <laughs> or you might, because like, random bullets hit people way much more often than they should. You know, a lot of people are, are laughing themselves to death here. So the influential author and libertine Pietro Aretino is said to have died of suffocation from laughing too much at an obscene joke during a meal in Venice. Another version states that he fell from a chair from too much laughter, fracturing his skull. Hans Steininger, the burgomaster of Brauna, then Bavaria, now Austria, died when he broke his neck by tripping over his own beard. The beard, which was four and a half feet long at the time, was usually kept rolled up in a leather pouch. It's like, hey, can you let the beard out today, Hans? We just all want to see it. All right. Yeah, and then he gets all... I imagine he got drunk. This is happening in Bavaria, so... They have good beer, I hear. All right, last one. August 17th, the year 1571. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep, Marco Antonio Bragadine. He was a Venetian captain general in Cyprus, was gruesomely killed after the Ottomans took the city. He was dragged down round the walls with sacks of earth and stone on his back. Next, he was tied to a chair and hoisted to the yard arm of the Turkish flagship where he was exposed to the taunts of the sailors. Finally, after, I imagine, just a thorough and vicious taunting, he was taken to his place of execution in the main square, tied naked to a column, and flayed alive. His skin was stuffed with straw and sewn, reinvested with his military insignia and exhibited riding on an ox in a mocking procession along the streets of, this, of, of Famagusta. The macabre trophy was hoisted upon the masthead pennant of the personal galley of the Ottoman commander to be brought to Constantinople as a, as a gift for the sultan. Bragadine's skin was stolen in 1580 by a Venetian seaman and brought back to Venice where it was received as a returning hero. What an yeah. adventure. Somebody off. People don't get that crazy just because, like, you cut them off in traffic. Meanwhile, you know, Marco is sitting back in, in, in Venice with no skin going, ah! Ah! <laughs> fucking skin. And they're like, oh, we'll put this jacket on you. No, ow! I just want skin. <laughs> Those were good times. Simpler times. What? Oh, no, I thought I was done, but this is October, and this happened in 1998, and this has lightning in it, so this is my last one. October 1998. An entire football team, I'm not going to laugh, because it's not funny. An entire football team of 11 in eastern Kasai, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, were fatally struck by lightning while playing. The other team left the scene unharmed. 11 soccer players get struck and killed during a game in eastern Kasai in the Congo. That's uh, that's a rough one. Do you yeah. put that down as a forfeit? I mean, do you, just, do you just take the W? Or, I mean, 
I guess it could because God spoke clearly. I mean, imagine you're a coach of a team where all your guys get struck by lightning and you're just, oh, oh, you know, like one of the guys who was, was like, you know, hey, Steve, get in there for Rick. All right, this is my chance. And then Rick comes off. He's like, oh, man, you know, I, I can be doing better out there, coach. Give me, give me back out there. And I'll, I'll show you I can do it. And then they all get struck by lightning. Rick's like, you know, I don't think I like playing soccer anymore, coach. Like I said, it's not funny. I'm not, oh. not going to make any jokes about it. Man, that'd mess with your mind. Give up sports, for sure. Just playing, not watching. Right. Well, it, you, you know, you, you're right. That, that other team is just, we, we were ordained by God to win this game. So you go and you get a trophy out of a, out of the school or whatever, and you run around like you wave it up. That's kind of what I've been been thinking about a lot. Just going down that list of people getting killed and dying in awful, awful ways. So it's it's Halloween. Um, my first Chuggy book as as a Halloween book because I mean it's happening in in like kind of late fall, and there's the scarecrows that have like the the pumpkin heads and. Then, then there's the the spooky monsters and and the witch and yeah. free on Amazon, listener. <laughs> Leave a review. That's a that's a delightful tale. I uh, I just want to go back and uh, read that again because I got nothing to do. What are you reading right now? I am uh, reading books I'm editing. Ah. Um, like reading for pleasure, that would be a treat. I've not done that in a while. What are you reading? I started reading The Heart of Hell by Wayne Barlow again. Yeah. I have read it before. And I really like it. It's just it all takes place in hell and it's fascinating the way the world that he's built and, and kind of the different factions in there. There's the the indigenous people the salamandrine men who were there before the angels fell so then then there's the demons and then there's like the wildlife are are called abyssals so they will tear you apart and there's the souls who oftentimes get get like smashed into bricks and then made into buildings so then there's this like claustrophobic looking out so one of the one of the souls in the heart of hell is Boudicca she was was a queen of the British Celtic Iceni tribe who led an uprising against the conquering forces of the Roman Empire in 80 60 or 61 might have been Caligula oh maybe ties together well Joshua Rainbird will have to tell us all about it but she is considered a British folk hero and uh, features prominently in The Heart of Hell by Wayne Barlow. So anyway, I started reading that. Like I have so many, so many books on my on my Kindle that I have not read. Rather than read any of them, I because I only really read a couple like screens on my phone before I fall asleep. So it's just like it might as well be something that. If I don't know what's going on, if I haven't read it before, it's a brand new story. I'd rather like spend time, like sit down for an hour and, and get deep into it. 
but if I only have like a little bit, I might as well. Yeah, I suck at reading. <laughs> Do you enjoy the audiobook? I don't really have a good time to listen to them. Oh, I've been listening to um, The Deep by Amakatsu mm. on audio. It's pretty great. I like to do that when I go running around in the morning. Or sometimes I even wash dishes just so I can listen. Otherwise, you know, someone else will wash them if you leave them long enough. Yeah, I've, that's that's true at my house too. Yeah, that's fascinating. Can you, can you tell me the, the premise of The Deep? I've, the Deep? I actually have that on my Kindle. I just don't, I haven't, <laughs> haven't started it yet. It's the story of the... Um, Titanic and related ships from uh, various character point of views. And there's something in the water that uh, has been there for a very long time. Oh. Causing people to do um, some rather unpleasant things. I'm, I'm just getting started with it, but it's, 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 it looks like it's going to be really good. Unpleasant, like I saying, hey, Hey Scott, look over here, and then Scott turns around, and you you have your your butt sticking out. <laughs> no, not, not like not. a piece of celery I, stuck in your cheeks. Like uh, it's more like, hey, don't you want to jump in the water? Would you <laughs> love to come down and live in the water because it's beautiful in the water. Little boy, come in the water. Just uh, jump off of that ship. Mm -hmm. Those ships are tall. They are. Uh, and you hit that water smack <laughs> I hope you uh, didn't have to poop when you jumped off the thing because otherwise boop, it's going to be all at once or when you hit that water mm. thanks for sharing that insight Brent. yeah oh well, I can continue so then the other thing is not. Oh, not. Oh, oh, oh loud and clear loud right. and clear speaking of inappropriateness this portion of the podcast is brought to you by Brent's OnlyFans page, offering the hottest, teasiest, twerkiest content you'll find anywhere on the internet. Heavy drinking, sensual stretching, coughing fits, squat cobbler, dad noises, scrubbing the floors while twerking. You want to get see me get pecked by birds or something? That's Brent's OnlyFans page. Finally, some OnlyFans material for the ladies. Did it just get hot in beer? Because <laughs> hot in here, but then it's beer. Uh, that's pretty oh, fun. man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have any subscribers yet. <laughs> but I've been cranking out the content. Shocking. Yeah. Make a lot of lot of stuff, though. You bet. Maybe, maybe I got to adjust my prices. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. So, I think we've come to the end of our podcast. I think you might be right. But before we go, I want to remind our one listener to support independent authors and publishers. And you buy their books and you leave reviews. And what the hell, even read them if you want to. And Gunther, pick up that guitar and strum it. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Destroy the Files. We sure hope you learned a lot on tonight's voyage into the imagination. Good night, everyone. Fake news. And I'm Brent. And now is the time on the podcast when we say, destroy the files. We'll get that down one day.
No, I, I, I think it's funnier if we don't. I'm bleeding to death out of my ass. Right now.